We will be adding a podcast topic on the 11th episode. It's skateboarding. Anyway, on with the show. When someone brings up San Diego, you'll usually think of sandy beaches, warm weather, and palm trees. But there are also some bizarre places there. What are they? Let's find out. I'm Rishu Sheth, and this is Legend. Thomas Whaley came to California in 1849 during the Gold Rush. He left New York City, the place of his birth, on January 1st, 1849, on the Sutton and arrived 204 days later in San Francisco. He set up a store with George Wilder on Montgomery Street where he sold hardware and woodwork from his family's New York business, Whaley and Pie, and offered mining equipment and utensils on consignment. This young entrepreneur, Born October 5, 1823, came from a Scots-Irish family, which immigrated to Plymouth, Massachusetts in 1722. His great-grandfather, Alexander Whaley, a gunsmith, participated in the Boston Tea Party in the Revolutionary War, where he provided flintlock muskets for soldiers in the use of his house on Long Island by General George Washington. Thomas's father, Thomas Whaley carried on the family gunsmith business and served in the New York militia during the War of 1812. He married Rachel Pye, whose father, William, manufactured locks in Brooklyn. Whaley's business acumen, acquired part in part from his education at the Washington Institute, proved to be beneficial in San Francisco. He was so successful that he was able to establish a store on Montgomery Street erect a two-story residence near the bay, and rent out Wardo's edifice. After an arson set fire destroyed his buildings on Montgomery Street in May of 1851, he relocated to Old Town San Diego upon the advice of Louis Franklin, a merchant who operated stores in San Francisco and Old Town. Whaley set up various businesses with Franklin, Emperor Morse, Francis Hilton, and even his brother Henry and amassed enough money to return to New York to marry his sweetheart, Anna Alois Delmoni, the daughter of French-born parents, on May 14, 1853. Upon the couple's return to San Diego, Whaley entered various business general store partnerships, most of which lasted less than a year. He purchased this property in September of 1855, which had been the site of the hanging of the infamous Yankee Jim Robinson in August of 1852. He first built a single-story granary for 300,000 to 400,000 pounds of grain in May of 1856, with bricks manufactured in his brickyard on Condé Street. The adjacent two-story $10,000 Greek Revival-style brick residence, designed by Whaley, commenced construction in September of 1856 and was finished in 1857. The home, acclaimed as the finest new brick block in Southern California by the San Diego Herald, contained magahani and rosewood furniture, damask drapes, and Brussels carpets. Fancy homes aside, now we can get into the real stuff. According to the Travel Channel's America's Most Haunted, the house is the number one most haunted house in the United States. 
the alleged hauntings of the Whaley House have been reported on numerous other television programs and been written up in countless publications and books since the house first opened as a museum in 1960. Although we cannot state positively that the Whaley House is haunted, the voluminous documentation of paranormal occurrences at the site makes it a compelling case. But if there are ghosts at the Whaley House, who are they and why are they here? The earliest documented ghosts at the Whaley House is Yankee Jim. James, aka Santiago Robinson, was convicted of attempted grand larceny in San Diego in 1852 and was hanged on gallows of the back of a wagon on the site where the house now stands. The local newspaper reported that he kept his feet in the wagon as long as possible, but was finally pulled off. He swung back and forth like a pendulum until he strangled to death. Although he, although Thomas Whaley had been a spectator at the execution, he did not let it dissuade him from buying the property a few years later and building a home for his family there. According to the San Diego Union, soon after the couple and their children moved in, heavy footsteps were heard moving about the house. Whaley described them as sounding as they were made by the boots of a large man. Finally, he concluded that these unexplained footfalls were made by Yankee Jim Robinson. Another source states that Lillian Whaley, the Whaley's youngest daughter who lived in the house until 18, 1953, had been convinced that the ghost of Yankee Jim haunted the old house. A visitor to the museum in 1962 mentioned that the ghost had driven her family from the visit there more than 60 years earlier. Her mother was unnerved by the phantom walking noise and the strange way to the windows unlatched and flew up. Many visitors to the house have reported encountering Thomas Whaley himself. The late June reading, former curator of the museum said, We had a little girl, perhaps five or six years old, who waved to a man she said was standing in the parlor. We couldn't see him. But often, children's sensitivity is greater than adults. However, many adults have reported seeing the apparition of Mr. Whaley, usually on the upper landing. One he one said he was clad in frock coat and pantaloons. The face turned away from her, so she, she could not make it out. Suddenly, it faded away. The specter of Anna Whaley has also been reported, usually in the downstairs rooms or the garden. In 1964, Mrs. Whaley's floating a drifting spirit appeared to television personality Rageous Philbin. All of a sudden, I noticed something on the wall, Philbin reported. There was something filmy white. It looked like the upper, a ghost of some kind. I got so excited I couldn't restrain myself. I flipped on the flashlight and nothing was there except a portrait of Anna Whaley, the long dead mistress of the house. Other visitors have described seeing or sensing the presence of a woman in the courtroom. I see a small figure of a woman, one visitor said, who has a swarthy complexion. She is wearing a long full skirt reaching to the floor. The skirt appears to be calico or gingham, small print. She has a kind of a cap on her head, dark hair, and eyes, and she is wearing gold hoops in her pierced ears. She seems to stay in this room, lives here, I gather. None of the Whaley's fit this description, but the house was rented out to numerous tenants over the years. Perhaps a mysterious woman in the courtroom was one of these. Another presence reported by visitors in Dawkins is that of a young girl, who was usually found in the dining room. Psychic Sybil Leake encountered the spirit during a visit in the 1960s. It was a long-haired girl, Sybil says. She was very quick, you know. 
in the longest dress. She went to the table in this room, and I went to the chair. Urban legend has it that this is the ghost of playmate of the Whaley children who accidentally broke her neck on a low-hanging clothesline in the backyard, and whose name was either Annabelle or Carrie Washburn. There is no historic records of any child dying this way at the Whaley house, nor is there a record of any family named Washburn residing in San Diego at the time. It is believed that the legend was started by a one-time employee of the Whaley house, tied to the house mystique. Even animals aren't left out of the singular occurrences. A parapsychologist reported a spotted dog, like a fit fox terrier, that ran down the hall with his ears flapping and into the dining room. The dog, he said, was a ghost. When they lived in the house, the Whaley's owned a terrier named Dolly Varden. The Whaley House stands silently watching over San Diego Avenue, as it has done for a century and a half. Every day, visitors come from around the world to tour the historic museum. It contains so much history within its walls that even the non-believers of ghosts will enjoy the tour. For believers and skeptics alike, the house draws them back in time again in search of those elusive ghosts. But for now, we'll never know for sure what goes on inside that house. Just a few footsteps away from the Whaley House, El Campo Santo Cemetery is also known for its haunted occurrences. It was established in 1849 and is located on San Diego Avenue in San Diego's Old Town. One of the graves here is that of Yankee Jim Robinson, who was hung at the site of the Whaley House two blocks away, as well as many of old San Diego's founding dignitaries. 477 bodies were buried here but not all of them are within the walls of the cemetery. In 1889, a horse-drawn streetcar line was built through part of the cemetery, which later became known as San Diego Avenue. In 1942, it was finally paved over, leaving as many as 18 graves under the street and sidewalk. Look down on the sidewalk outside the walls, and even into the street. Be very careful not to get hit. Use a zoom on your camera phone, and you'll see many brass markers embedded into the sidewalk and road marking the graves. People who leave their cars parked in front of the cemetery on top of the many graves often find them, find them hard to start afterward until they're towed off the grave. Car alarms can often be heard from cars parked here, set off by unseen hands. Buildings build next to it. Some, grave, some with graves on the property line have been reported to have electrical problems for decades and mist moving through the walls. People visiting the cemetery report feeling an icy chill when they walk through some spots. Some describe the chill as of walking through a freezing unknown presence. In the evenings, what looks like a Hispanic or Native American can be seen floating just above the ground. A misty glowing figure can sometimes be seen drifting along the sidewalk, just outside the cemetery wall. Figures that are seen here are often mistaken for park employees that dress up in period costumes. 
These ghostly figures, however, quickly vanish without a trace, unlike their living counterparts. A woman in the, a white Victorian costume appears and disappears along the south wall. Some figures that glide through here are only partially visible. It is not unusual to hear someone report seeing the on only the upper torso of a man or a woman. Those who fool around or are disrespectful to the graves have been known to be scratched. So overall, yes, El Campo Santo Cemetery has some darkness, and so does San Diego. But when you're on vacation or if you live in San Diego, you really want to focus on the darkness or the light. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's haunted tour of San Diego. Sorry about the poor mic quality today. I used the wrong microphone and I didn't have time to change it. If you did enjoy this episode, try to leave a review on your podcast listening platform. And by the way, the mic quality will be better. Back to normal next time. This episode is written, edited, and produced by me, Rishusheth. And as always, thanks for listening.